Welcome to another Infographic Instant with Brian Michael. In this episode, we're going to be looking at the value of finance of the mainland solar industry's solar value chain. That was a mouthful. What does that mean? That means in this episode, we are going to be looking at the value chain for solar electricity producers in China. We're going to be looking at each step of that value chain, and then we are going to be estimating the value of uh, equity and debt and other types of finance which Hong Kong-based financiers can provide during the process of, of the creation and the sale of electricity from solar panels. So let's turn our attention now to the value chain which we report in the larger paper which you can find a link to under this video. Reading the value chain from left to right, we show the different components of the value chain as the segments you see in the far left, solar research and development companies, and uh, equipment manufacturers, and of course those two companies they provide a stock of licensing agreements R&D they provide a stock of either intellectual property or lease agreements which can then later be capitalized and of course we have the operations and maintenance companies which keep the, the that equipment functioning properly and again those maintenance agreements can also the, the, the papers physically can be bought and sold just like the papers underlying the intellectual property and these men these sales agreements of the inputs manufacturing agreements of silicon uh, ingots etc uh, those inputs basically go to solar power providers which we discuss in other infographics both on the retail and wholesale side and of course they go into solar power utility companies and that's on the supply side of the market of course on the demand side are direct solar power users and indirect solar power users such as uh, intermediary solar, pa solar power users, uh, commercial uh, enterprises and so forth which then simply pass on this electricity to finer, final users. Now looking underneath the the supply and demand side of this market we see the financial institutions that underpin the, the value chain and the various segments of this market. So we have institutional investors and mutual funds which basically take this pile of papers, you can think of them as a pile of papers, of lease agreements, of uh, IP, patents, um, uh, manufacturing agreements, uh, maintenance agreements, and these institutional investors underwrite and they securitize these agreements into stocks, bonds, and other types of securities which you are familiar with. Of course there are asset-backed securities consolidators which take all of these different securities from different companies and package them into mutual funds, ETFs, and so forth. And of course there's third-party uh, credit providers mostly on the demand side of this market and these credit providers 
give loans or give money for uh, residential users, for example, that want to put the solar panels on their houses. So they would take out a loan and buy the panels. That's one way of doing it. Of course, the other way is through a lease agreement with the manufacturers who are selling the solar panels. But those are intellectually equivalent. Whether it's a lease agreement or whether it's a loan agreement, at the end of the day, the retail user is paying for the electricity that those panels are generating in installments. So those securities basically go to, to speculators. Those are people that are hoping that the price of these securities will go up. And much of those securities that have been packaged are then sold out to retail investors. In the next part of this infographic, we're going to be looking at the estimated value of those bundles of papers we have just been talking about. So turning our attention now to the various types of securities that underpin each segment of this value chain, we show that there are roughly seven, eight different types of securities, which you see on the left-hand side of this infographic. And we will discuss what each of these securities are and the maximum market size for these securities in Hong Kong, assuming that Hong Kong intermediaries would be able to package and sell the securities underlying the solar industry value chain on the mainland. So looking at common stocks, equities, of course, uh, it's R&D companies, uh, equipment manufacturers, uh, and other wholesale, the actual companies selling the solar panels. Those, that, that bundle of corporate interests could be put into common stocks and sold on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. And this represents basically the, the base or basic securitization, which most listeners will be most familiar with, that give investors access to the underlying risks and returns of solar industry securitization on the mainland. And this segment of the market is actually not the biggest at $5 billion, as we will see later. Uh, the next type of security are preferred stocks. These are for investors that are looking for steady income uh, and not necessarily interested in all the residual risks coming from uh, common stocks. And these are particularly suited to solar retail distributors and utility providers, naturally, because utility shares are those which traditionally have offered more steady streams of revenue. And the estimated market size for these types of securities would be about $4 billion. The next, of course, are senior debt, and that those are loans which have a very high likelihood of being repaid. Those, those are the loans that are first to be paid in case these mainland companies uh, run into problems like they did a couple of years ago. And the estimated market size for those securities are roughly 2.5 billion Hong Kong dollars. Subordinated debt and commercial paper represent another tranche or, or section of securitization of mostly underlying debts in these solar companies. 
and let's keep in mind the difference between equity and debt. Debts are, are short-term or long-term lending that these solar companies need that they want to bring money from the future and bring it into today. So debt has an entirely different function than equity in that the company is not looking to, to sell off the risks and share the returns of those risks with investors, but instead simply want a temporary loan in order to bring things into existence which wouldn't normally be brought into existence without access to this kind of money. And the value of these securities would be roughly $1.5 in subordinated debt and another $500 million in commercial paper, short-term loans, which financial institutions often use as a basis for trading very short-term loans in the repo market. So hopefully, indeed, this kind of commercial paper would help to bolster Hong Kong's repo market as well. It's uh, asset-based backed securities and obligations which comprise the lion's share of securitization in the solar panel industry. Uh, those of you listening might be familiar with the discussion of asset-backed securities in the solar industry. And the solar industry, as you're probably familiar, or you will certainly be familiar after you read our paper, this industry is very amenable to securitization because securitization is a very good way of slicing up the various receivables and the various assets that solar companies have. Unlike uh, larger companies like Tesla or IBM, these are large integrated enterprises that create value through different parts of the company working together. So it's very difficult to slice off a piece of that company and sell it, a, a desk at IBM. It's very difficult to simply sell interests in a desk in IBM without looking at how that desk contributes to the way that the whole corporation works. However, when we look at solar panel companies, we see that it is much easier to slice up various parts of that company. Uh, the machines operate independently, these solar panels operate independently. And uh, we describe this in much more detail in the paper. And the value of this potential securitization market segment in the financial industry is about 9 billion Hong Kong dollars. Of course, if we look at asset and receivable based ob uh, obligations, basically asset-backed obligations, we also have to look at the inverse, which are collateralized debt obligations. And so those are basically debt that are collateralized and that investors can buy and receive a stream of interests in that debt. And we estimate the value of those securities at about $5 billion. Uh, Equity-linked derivatives and options, this is the part of the market that most people traditionally associate with securitization. So when they think about the mini-bond scandal, they tend to think about equity-linked derivatives and options. And in fact, this is a, a relatively small part of the securitization market at only 60 million Hong Kong dollars. And of course, there are other parts, securities, which would need to be issued in order to underpin the solar industry on the mainland, such as insurance, uh, asset credit default swaps, and those are basically contracts that help ensure 
that uh, electricity arrives on time, if it doesn't arrive on time, who will be compensated, if there is a, a very rainy season, or if uh, solar panels are damaged, who would be compensated, uh, how much need to be paid in premiums in order to receive that compensation, and so forth. So that is a subsector of, of this wider financial ecosystem, which concerns insurance much more than the traditional equities and debts that we've been talking about in this infographic. And the value of that subsector would be about 150 million Hong Kong dollars. So as we see, the value of this entire industry for Hong Kong easily exceeds 20, 30 billion Hong Kong dollars. And so this is a very lucrative market for financial firms that are able to go into this market, securitize these equities and debts, and then resell them either in Hong Kong on the mainland or in other places like the US and Europe. This has been another Infographic Instant with Brian Michael.